and we're recording. All right, hello everyone, and welcome to the Comic Gal News and Reviews podcast. I'm Holly. And I'm Mickey. And today we are going to be talking about Go Go Power Rangers! Oh goodness, I've been wanting to see this for a week now. <laughs> yes, no, I'm so excited. So we just finished watching, watching the film, and I am forcing Michaela to <laughs> come and talk about this film with me. So why don't we start trying to give a non-spoiler review of the film. What did you think of Power Rangers? Oh, I... It was a lot of fun. I enjoyed it, I think, about as much as I figured I would, but I also figured I would enjoy it a lot. So that's, like, a solid A going in for, like, expectations and getting exactly what I wanted from this film. Yeah, I definitely think this is in the solid A range as a film. It's not going to be a film that's necessarily going to get a bunch A critical acclaim. Yeah. Um, you know, it's Power Rangers, it's cheesy, it's an action film, but it also has a lot of great things going for it, which I think are really progressive in terms of nerd media and just yeah. media in general. Absolutely. So some of the things I really enjoyed about this film and I think really make the film stand out is first and foremost the characters oh they're so fun and they're so well done right so they're based on the five original power rangers characters you have billy uh you have jason the leader you have trini you have kimberly and you have zach zach (laughs) um all of which are great and are developed fairly well throughout the film i would say probably billy Jason and Kimberly get the most development. Yeah, they're sort of like the core three. They're the ones who really start the film, and they're the ones who are sort of the constant thread throughout. Though they do try to give as much development, I think, as they possibly can to, you know, a cast of five characters that they have to really build up and connect with one another. Right. I never really felt like one was being pushed into a corner. I felt like they all gave us moments that really made us connect with them and made them interesting and dynamic. And of course, we have to talk about the diversity of this cast. Oh, thank goodness. I was convinced. I had completely forgotten after I saw the first trailer that Kimberly as well was not white. I figured that it was Kimberly and Jason who are sort of, I guess when people think about like the main two, they're sort of who come to mind. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm still really glad for the diversity there, but I do sort of wish that, you know, maybe could be a bit more, but when I watched the film, I was like, no, wait, Jason's the only white person. Yeah, Jason's our white glue in this film, um, which we'll talk about, but yeah, no, four out of five Power Rangers are people of color, and not only that, we have neurodiversity and um, sexual diversity, like sexual Sexual orientation. orientation. Yeah, we have a queer woman of color in the form of Trini. And it's fantastic. Yeah. I'm just so thrilled for that. Yes, the scene in there. And what's great about it is it's not something that, like, the directors say after the fact or that they're like, oh, it's implied. It's like, no, they have a scene that establishes, yes, she is queer. Um, I don't believe it's established whether or not she's bi or gay. I I would say the one thing off of that is for those of you who might want to go into it and wondering what the scene's like, I do wish it had maybe been, like, a little bit more specific. But I do think you would have to be pretty blind to not get it. Right. And, well, I think part of it, too, is because I had that same reaction, but looking at some other people's reactions online and reviews from some people in the queer community. Yeah. uh, You know, a lot of people said, and you know, without spoiling the scene, but basically Trina, she's kind of having this emotional moment, um, and it's 
not necessarily her coming out, but it's definitely her coming out to the Rangers, I would say. Um, And it seemed, it was something I feel like a lot of people in that community, and again, this is from an outsider, but just from what I've heard and just the emotional connection I personally felt at that moment with her, um, can relate to. And I thought it was really excellent. Um, We also have a character on the spectrum which is, no, not a gym plan, Um, (laughs) as they talk about in the film. He is on the autism spectrum, which is fantastic for so many reasons. Uh, I actually, that is what convinced me to see this film. Um, The autism spectrum is something that is very personal to me as, like, my sister is autistic. Um, And she's amazing. And she deserves to be a superhero just as Billy does in this film. Uh, I will say one of the things, if, you know, going into kind of a critique of that is, yes, it is definitely established, like, yes, he is on the spectrum. It is not, again, something like we were talking about with Trini, uh, where, like, a director came out afterwards yeah. and was like, oh, by the way, you know, Billy's autistic. The ex- and it, my, the issues, I, the small issue I had with Trini's, like, scene being a little ambiguous is not at all here. He flat out says, right. by the way. I'm on the spectrum. Right, and I actually saw this movie a week beforehand, and it was interesting going with my dad, who obviously, you know, we've grown up in a household with someone with autism, and really being able to pick up on, like, oh, yeah, no, that's something we can totally relate to. And again, not everyone's experience um, with autism or people, like, who necessarily have autism have the same experience. Everything is different and varied, but there were certain things that we could relate to on a personal level. That being said, some of it was inconsistent, I felt, still. Yeah. Um, But for when it was there, it was there, and it was present, and it was being representative. And it also, uh, it was a black character. Yes. Which is... I mean, as it is, we rarely ever get to see, for one, black characters. For two, male black characters who are sort of... Not the macho type, that are more vulnerable. And And a lot of times I would say, like, neurodiversity and, like, disability is often white-coated for some reason. It's almost seen as, like... We can't be too diverse. Exactly. (laughs) It's kind of like we hit one check mark. okay, we're done. But no, this film did a really great job of making all of these characters very three-dimensional, um, no racial stereotypes except yeah. with white glue Jason. Well, except with white glue Jason. Yes. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, it was just, it was really excellent. I would say um, for someone who has a vague love of Power Rangers from their childhood, not necessarily a diehard fan, I absolutely adored this film for the characters. The actual fighting scenes were not something that I was necessarily a fan of, though I will say that the music in the background, Kanye West, uh, was pretty fun to see and it was cool to see them all in their suits and with their zords with their zords yes the dinosaur zords uh that was i did not know those were gonna be in this and i did grow up with power rangers as well but at that age where i don't really remember anything except i liked it i liked the pink one specifically and that i haven't watched it since i was like seven so i saw the zords and i went what the heck are those yeah so i think Overall, obviously, strongly recommend um, from a personal, you know, seeing diversity in a film like this is amazing. And I 100% recommend everyone go see and support this film. Um, But I believe that's going to end the non-spoiler section of this review. Yeah. Uh, Last thing, though, Krispy Kreme, um, which we'll talk about more in the spoiler section. But just leaving you off on that note. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Now, if you haven't already, go see the movie and then come back. Yep. 
All right. So for spoiler section, what spoiler. do you want to talk about? Because there's oh, so much goodness. with this film. The fucking train. Oh my goodness. Oh my yes. God. So for you guys, if you don't remember, um, which I don't know how you wouldn't, but one of the best scenes in this is obviously when they're going, uh, doing the chase scene, and it's all of them have met for the first time, and the police are coming, and they're in the van, and Zach is climbing into the van, he jumps on the van. Yeah, and it seems like they've just gotten away. They've had that typical thing that happens in chase scenes where something falls in front of, you know, the police car, and you're like, okay, there we go. And at this time, I was actually getting up to go and get something, and I look up, and all I see, just out of nowhere, is the freaking train hit their car. Right. It was <laughs> so great. Well, because a lot of times you have that scene, and it's like, okay, we're going against the train. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, they're going to, like, just miss the train. No, That was this... even in Logan. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, uh, you know, the, the train hits them, and you're like... They're dead. The end. Power Rangers. You know, I mean, like the, the next like hour and thirty minutes is going to just be Go Go Power Rangers playing on repeat. You know, I mean, which would be fine, but like, like the sure. Power Rangers would be dead. <laughs> um, but no, it turns out you know Power Coin saves them and everything. But I think that was a really fun twist, and there was a lot of moments like that. I feel yeah. like where it was like something you were like expecting, and then not quite. I think that can be like the film summarized as a whole. Yeah, because like. Power Rangers, I know exactly what to expect, and then they do things like create a diverse cast, and within that diversity, even, like, more, and then taking, like, say, almost sort of, one of the things I'll mention is that the actual, like, dialogue, the lines within the show are very... I mean, they're definitely callbacks to their predecessors. Oh, they're, no, they're definitely they're a little cheesy The whole wooden. slap. Oh, yeah, the know. slap thing, but I think it's... Uh, almost sort of subverted because you have people like delivering these lines very genuinely Mm -hmm. and even at times with a bit of irony when it's called for to the point where it's like you know even though this is a dumb thing to say I believe this I'm I'm willing to buy into this world buy into this dialogue and buy into like the fun. (laughs) What did you think of the relationships particularly the lack of romantic relationships in this film? I mean you know how I feel about that. I personally (laughs) am like if I could cut every single freaking unnecessary romantic subplot I would Mm -hmm. but I I did enjoy the fact that you know they didn't try to bog it down with anything from what I understand wasn't there like a thing with Jason and Kimberly they were gonna try to do and then they cut it out of the film they actually I guess there was a kiss scene that they actually cut out of the film I'm so glad oh my gosh so glad um I also really like the idea of a relationship between Kimberly and Trini they, um, they had the most chemistry. They had the most chemistry. Um, no, they were fantastic. I mean, like, even just as gal pals, I'm totally cool with. I think girl power all the way with them. But I also wouldn't object to seeing a little bit of romance. I mean, in that case, definitely, I would be totally okay with that. Because at that point, it's not a unnecessary romantic subplot. It's a queer subplot, and therefore makes it amazing. Okay. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because so many films just, like, feel right. the need to, like, shove them in. So I'm not necessarily missing the lack of it, but if they decided to put a queer romantic subplot in any of these You wouldn't films, be mad. I would not be mad. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think it would be... I don't know. But again, at the same time, I don't want them to just do it just to, like, pair off these characters. Yeah. And I really like the whole found family vibe that we get here. Yep. Mm-hmm. I will say, though, one thing that, um, you know, I kind of felt needs to be addressed. In fact, we were talking about this diversity. 
Um, but the leader is still obviously a white male. Yeah, um, th- there are, I think, a few... I mean, there are technically probably a few issues subtextually with the idea right. of, like, the white dude who's just as messed up as the rest of them, from what the the way the movie presents it. Mm-hmm. Um, arguably, I think Billy is, like, maybe the least messed up. Like, Oh, Billy! Billy's... Well, Billy's amazing. He has his dad, you know, yeah, true. and that's really sad. I love the But part, he didn't do, like, yeah. delinquent stuff, really, like the no, rest of no, them. No, no, his no, was no. Un- unintentional kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so, I... <laughs> But the movie presents him as, like, the moral high ground and, like, the wise leader. Yeah. And a, I had a little bit of an issue with that. I will. And, like, again, this is not to take away from any of the diversity that the film has done. Yeah. It is fantastic. And there yes. is a lot of great stuff here. But, you know, it's fair to acknowledge the fact that mm, this could still be problematic. Yeah. Uh, in some ways. And I think, though, the film deserves still to be recognized for oh, yeah. what it has done. Um, but moving forward, it's good for us to look at, like, okay, well, how could this possibly, you know, and there's be always going to be something, yeah. probably, yeah, in any film. Yeah, there's always going to be. But it's always good to acknowledge those things, not as necessarily right. a direct failure, but as a, so when moving forward, keep mm-hmm. this maybe in mind. Right. And another thing people had kind of an issue with was, I guess, Rita's costume. Yeah, I, I did note that as well. I didn't have as big of an issue with it because it's not... I mean, I've been a little bit desensitized, as you'll probably know. I'm very big into comics, so, you know, there's a lot of... (laughs) Really? Really. It's not like this is, you know, called Comic Gal. Yeah, Um, no, not at all. Not at all. But, you know, sexualization of women is rampant. Um, So it wasn't wasn't awful. I didn't take too much notice of it. But when I did stop and think about it, I was like, why, if if her outfit is based on the Power Rangers suit... Why is it not, like, theirs, where it's bulky? Right. No, I think, like, so, one of the things people pointed out is uh, really, like, big fans of, like, the Power Rangers film were mad how she was very sexualized in comparison to the original Rita, who was completely, I don't think she was even the Green Ranger. Yeah, no, she was just, like, this haggard witch lady. Yeah, she had, like, a really long, flowy robe, and I see, I, I don't feel like the movie sexualized her even though her outfit was sexual. Yeah. That makes I, sense. I think that's a good way of putting it. I think it was a failing of costuming and not really a failing of the movie as a whole. Right. Because there was never a moment where like a guy was leering at her even when the homeless guy came up to her. He yeah. could kind of tell he was just kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, or you know. high, you know. Or high. You know, he wasn't like looking at her sexually from what yeah. I could tell or anything. It wasn't like any, you know, all bad guys are rapists and he got what he, you know, deserved at the end. No, mm-hmm. I felt bad for him. I didn't yeah. like that his teeth were ripped out. Poor dude. He's totally dead. His teeth weren't just oh, ripped out. He's of, dead. A lot of people are totally dead. And I think that's kind of cool for the Power Rangers <laughs> universe. Not going to lie. I mean, that, that's one of the things is that some people uh, ask the question of would this get too dark? And my answer to that would be no, because even though dark stuff happens, they sort of treat it the same way, like, you know, a comic book movie might treat yeah, death. Yeah, it, it, it had a comic book feel to it, I yeah. think. Um, it, the thing it reminded me the most of is actually Pacific Rim, if okay. I'm honest. Yeah, um, definitely. Because even though Pacific Rim actually maybe did feel, like, a little more realistic, mm-hmm. it did have that same... Look, we're not going anything for super deep, but we want to include a diverse cast... 
and we want to have big giant monsters punching the shit out there of each other. There were a lot of giant. I feel like <laughs> the most anticlimactic thing was definitely the fight. Oh yeah. So okay. Um, I've heard people talk about the fight, and here's the thing: I don't mind that the fight was saved for last. I'm I'm never like going to complain that the big fight was saved for last, and that there was build up to that point. My issue is that the fight. <laughs> Again, I, I haven't seen the actual Power Rangers for a long time, but from what I could tell, it just seemed like a scaled-up, like, quality-wise version of, like, a fight that might go down in the show with yeah. a little more epicness. Well, and, I mean, this is coming from someone who can't write a fight scene to save her life, um, you know. <laughs> Me <but> or you? <laughs> not, well, both, probably. Hey. <laughs> I'm just saying. No, fight scenes are very difficult, uh, particularly, I feel like in film, you know, you kind of have yeah. to add a visual, and there are people who specialize in fight scenes. Yes. Um, but... I've got to say, like, it was kind of like, okay, we push her down once. And then, oh, no, she came back up. Oh, no, we're going down. Oh, no, we're back. Oh, we mess up. And she's going to wait for us. Uh, Although that that one part was hilarious, where they form the big giant robot and they fall. And for whatever reason, the monster just patiently waits for them to get back up. You know, it doesn't take advantage of that fact. I mean, it's a very courteous monster. I mean, very, very courteous of them. Um, Yeah. Uh, So there, there were a lot of, there were some moments like that. Um. But we have to talk about, I think, the, you know, core of this film. Krispy Kreme? Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. I have never hated and loved, like, a single setting so much. I loved it so much. Okay, so uh, I used to go to Krispy Kreme as a kid. Oh, goodness. All the time. It was, like, a special event. Um, my dad, I would go in my pajamas with my dad, and they would give me the little Krispy Kreme hat when I got there, and the free donut. If y'all remember that, let me know. Um, I don't even know if they, I feel like nothing's free nowadays, but it used to be they would give you a free donut on Saturdays. No such thing as a free lunch. Um, exactly. I used to have, like, three or five, like, for breakfast. Three or five, you know. As, like, a little, like, six-year-old. I don't know what my parents were thinking at this time. I think this explains the cholesterol thing. Probably. (laughs) Uh, but, yeah, no, it's, um, you know, so something very sacred to me, and I'm glad the film did it justice uh in a very you know it it didn't try to be too clever with it i think yeah it, and it that made it, it clever it, you know you have i don't know if it made it clever but it made I, it bearable i genuinely found it hilarious the fact I that they defy. have you know like okay he's looking at the krispy kreme and you're just like oh come on and then obviously rita's like you know where is the crystal and he's like, it's in a dining establishment called Krispy Kreme. She goes, Krispy Kreme must be a wonderful place or something along those lines. Okay, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Krispy Kreme for me is that um, until people started talking about Krispy Kreme from this movie, and I guess this was the intention, I was not aware that Krispy Kreme still exists. Oh, I definitely knew Krispy I, Kreme existed. I thought they were gone completely. So here's my question. How did they have enough money to pay for the sponsorship? I'm not convinced. Because they stopped giving out free donuts. Uh, maybe so, but I'm not convinced. Here's the thing. I'm not convinced that the producers and writers weren't just big fans of Krispy Kreme and were like, you know what? We want this to be as ridiculous and, you know, fun as possible. So where's the big 
thing we need to find going to be? And they were like, you know what I want right now? I want donuts. You know where it's going to be? It's going to be at the Dunkin bottom donuts. of the Krispy Kreme. <laughs> Wait, we can't afford them. Krispy Kreme. Krispy Kreme. Yeah. No. Um, no, I thought it was brilliant. And whether it was that way or not, I think it did a great job. Um, you know, lastly, I think there's talks about a sequel. Yeah. What would you want from a sequel? What are you thinking about? Who would you want to be the Green Ranger? Do you want the Green Ranger to join the team? Um, well, I mean, at the moment, Rita's out in space with the green disc or whatever they're called. I think, and we didn't see this, but I think the green disc comes back to Earth. Oh, it does? Yeah. Well, because I just know there's a lot of talk about people, um, you know, who's going to be the Green Ranger. Oh, okay. Who is Jason? In the original. Oh, okay. Really? Yes. Who was Red in the original? No, 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 no. Well, oh, we have Jason Scott. No, it wasn't Jason then. I don't know. I, I don't remember. Who it was. It was, there was a Green Ranger. There's um, a Green Ranger. I, I wouldn't know. Um, again, it's been <coughs> forever since I've right. seen it. I think, I don't know. Part of me almost, I... On the one hand, I would get why they would introduce a new character, but I almost kind of want to spend more time with these characters. Right. I think that's one thing, because my dad had no desire to go see this film with me. Um, and he actually ended up really liking it, except until he said it became Power Rangers. <laughs> uh, which was only, like, the last, like, 10, 15 minutes of the film. 20 minutes. I, ca- I counted. <laughs> okay. It was 20 minutes, you know, of the film. At um, one twenty nine, they become Power Rangers. They, they, they officially become Power Rangers, <laughs> which, you know, that was a complaint some people had. Yeah. I personally didn't mind, and clearly there were some people who didn't care at all. Yeah. Um, I but, think if you like the actual Power Rangers show, you'll like the fight scene just fine. Yeah, but one point I know my dad made when I made him see it with me was that he actually, he really enjoyed these characters and was afraid that a sequel would, like, just be incredibly boring because we've already established these characters, so we're not going to spend as much time with them. See, and that's the thing. That's where I think sequels can either fail or succeed, especially with, a sh- you know, a movie like this mm-hmm. where you have five characters and you have limited time to develop them. Yeah. There are a lot of problems set up within this story, and to be quite honest, I don't think... Anyone except maybe Kimberly's and a little bit of Jason's is solved. Right. No, and that's what I... I mean, I think Billy is kind of solved, I would kind say. Kind of, yeah. I think with the with the inclusion of Friends, he's sort of able to move on from, like, his right. dad. I would like Billy to take a leadership role, personally. Um, I loved him. But, but, I mean, I'm biased because I love Billy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think a movie focusing more on Trini and Zach would be really interesting. It would be, because especially... I thought they were super interesting characters. Right. I would love... Some people were saying, I know online, that they wanted the Green Ranger to be a girl, and they wanted it to become... Or her to become Trini's love interest. Mm. Um, Which I'm a little like, oh, but Kimberly! Like, I know. But, you know, we'll see. Um, That's not confirmed. But I think introducing a new Ranger would be kind of cool, especially if it was someone who... Almost like Zach at the beginning was yeah. kind of butting heads with Jason. Yeah. Uh, that would be pretty awesome to see how that ty- team dynamic changes. Yeah. Um, I think I'd like to see in a sequel as well, because right now it was very much like Jason was just the absolute natural born leader. And it, I, I think they might have hinted at this a bit. He was in football. Was he the captain? He was the golden boy. He was, it, it was doesn't like the matter if he boy. was the captain. Well it, well, it does matter if he's the captain, and here's why. Um, because I think something they could have done to establish him as a leader a bit better, besides the fact that 
you know, he's the white dude and he's the leader. The white glue. The white glue. That holds the team together. Um, besides the fact that he's the white glue is if we had seen him maybe before he got kicked off the team, mm. which I'm not saying we need to start, it, start any earlier, but that might have hindered it. Um, right. Because we could have actually seen him be a leader. Right. So that when he starts being like, I'm the wise leader or whatever, it, it isn't so quite out of nowhere. And mm-hmm. I think the sequel can maybe help fix that with, you yeah. know, having people step up. You know bit. why I think we need a sequel? One. Becky G song. <laughs> You're so bitter about I, that. Okay, you guys. So if you are unfamiliar for some reason, Becky G is a pop singer. Yes. Um, she played Trini in, in this movie. Yes. And she's a good pop singer who could totally belt out a kill, killer, like, kick-ass anthem. And yet we have none. For this film, I don't understand what they were thinking uh, here, and I'm very disappointed in everyone involved. They just couldn't afford her. <laughs> okay. Um, they could afford her acting, because she'd never really acted before, but not her singing. She was too good. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully in a sequel, that is that is what I want. I think, <laughs> give me a Becky G new, like, special single just for this song, like, movie. We're good. Like, I just... Uh, like, it, it needed it so bad in the sense that I just wanted it so bad. Uh, <laughs> and I think, he, didn't I point out, like, because we had talked about this beforehand, I think I pointed out, like, that would be the perfect place where they're, like, fighting exactly, against they're the fighting, monsters. Exactly, they're fighting, or just, like, even, oh, like, yeah. the end credits. Yeah, the end credits would have been a good place, too, but then like, again, I um, didn't fully see the end credits. Uh, yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> I think... I, I, Becky G's song was, you know, needed. Needed. If we have Krispy Kreme, we, we can have, have Becky we, G. We can have Becky G. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I think that's basically it for Power Rangers. I'm sure yeah. we could talk about more, but I think our main thing is go support this film. Yeah. Um, you know, let us know what you think. Did you have any criticisms that we necessarily didn't point out? Or were there anything that you, is there anything that you guys really liked about this film that we didn't point out? Let us know. We're excited to hear back from you. Mm-hmm. All right, and that's it. Comic Gals out. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye.